0: Gentlemen and everyone in between, it's me, Chef Josh, back with another episode of the Family Cast. That's right, food and music is life. Yes, I am a chef and I do music, so food and music is life. Yes. So, anyways, uh, do I have a show for you today? No, that that is not a question. I do have a show for you today. I kind of hate that saying. Do I ever? Because yes. Anyways. The guest today is mr spencer gooch if you don't know the name you should if you've ever been to a hardcore punk show in san diego chances are you might have seen that at the che cafe collective or Che cafe if you say it that way c-h-e cafe so you probably hopefully if you have if you haven't well sit back because you're in for a wild ride right now he used to um Spencer used to basically book a lot of the hardcore and punk shows there for a long time. So chances are if you saw a hardcore show at the UCSD campus where Shea Cafe resides, uh, he put the show on. And uh, we'll get into that conversation. He's not, obviously, he wasn't the only person behind it because it's a collective. And they also have a kitchen there, a vegan kitchen. So, yeah, lots of stories there. He's been on other podcasts talking about different stories about different things. We got into some fun stuff. He was in a, he was in three, at least three bands, the vocalist for three hardcore local hardcore punk legendary bands. So, we talked about all that fun stuff and life, of course, and food pairings. He did he did food pairings and we even get into his record collection, his vinyl collection because he's been collecting since he was a wee lad, a wee lad. And it turns out I knew his twin brother brother Travis really well shout out to you Gooch I thought you were the only one but there's two um, because Travis his brother used to manage Active Ride Shop who is a longtime sponsor of Dogwood so thank you to the Gooch family for all your radness uh, I'm gonna get into the show before I do big shout out big winner of the grumpy chef shop grumpy chef knife contest that I did uh, over the past couple weeks, uh, the winner was Natural Dan Floyd. I, I think Dan Floyd is probably his full name. Natural is just his Instagram handle. <laughs> Natural Dan Floyd. He won, and uh, he won a knife uh, or whatever else Grumpy Chef wants to throw his way. But he won at least a, at least a chef knife. And uh, so thank you for all to all who participated. That was a lot of fun seeing everyone's comments and follows and shares and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure I'm going to do some other ones. Don't worry. Don't you worry about a thing and Let's see. I mean, there's. I mean, there's so much fun stuff coming up. I'm a guest on other podcasts. I've been collaborating with other musicians. Heck, I was even talking with Spencer about doing some vocals, collaborating with some vocals together. So you never know. I'm. I'm nonstop. We're gonna do some more fun stuff. So pay attention. Uh, Um, (laughs) and also Andy from Stairwell is like, man, you just gotta get one website and put it all there. Put everything there. Your music, your chef stuff, obviously the podcast, everything like that. So um, that's in the works. I'm gonna have to make a website to hold all my stuff because like yeah I mean I'm not bragging I'm just saying I and people have told me I do too much stuff (laughs) shoot I should not do so much stuff anyways I do I really do a lot of stuff so I want to have a landing page for that so um, people are helping me work on that good good idea Andy go check out that last episode with stairwell that was fun uh, tiki, tiki culture, Filipino life of course well reuniting and all that stuff, go back and listen to that another playlist in the works uh, coming up soon and yeah, so if you're following this episode or this show if you're listening on whether it's Apple Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio any of the other places where you can find podcasts give us a follow if you don't already give us a review i say us but it's just me Us sounds cooler when you're talking about a show give it a give it a follow get it a subscription give it a share why don't you share with somebody thank you very much for sharing um that's that's the best and easiest and free way to to help me out so Um, let me see here, what else? I think that's about it. I mean, I'm gonna put links in the show notes as per usual. And also everything's on the Instagram page, The Family Cast, you can can email famcastpod at gmail. There's lots of ways to to help the show. So again, the best way usually is, um, if not monetarily, thank you for doing that uh, monetarily, then you can always do free stuff like sharing things, following, liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that kind of stuff. So thank you very much if you already do that, big shout outs to you. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep it down. Okay, little little nod to Karate Kid. And also that series Cobra Kai. I can't tell if it's good or bad. I just, I'm kind of in between. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna get into the conversation with Mr. Spencer Gooch on the family cast, Food and Music is Life. Yeah, Chef Josh, let's rock and roll. Or as I should be saying, let's dig in.
1: Humongous, the Lord Humongus, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatula of Rock and Rolla.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between, I'm sitting here with Mister. Spencer Gooch, ladies and gentlemen, Yay. applause. Yeah, um, <laughs> we've had it. We've been trying to. T- we've been talking about this for a long time, and we finally yeah. got to make take some time make it happen. We waited for the hottest day of the year to make it happen. <laughs> That's right. Th- thus far, thus far, but here we are, and it turns out. I mean, we kind of know almost a lot of the same people Mm -hmm. and, but we never, I don't know if we ever saw face-to-face actually together.
2: I mean, not the band, but you and me together. Uh, I think we've probably been in the same rooms together for sure. Um, I don't know that we've ever met face-to-face together, although it is entirely possible that we met uh, when I was in high school. And I think, I think you and Dogwood were hanging out with, uh, uh, tyler and beer savage and my brother i think yeah yeah (laughs) um so that that was where i think that could have happened so uh 23 years ago oh my that is (laughs) is quite possible yeah we i have a you and i have a strong connection to fallbrook
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: my wife was born there so a lot of generations of family there so i'm there a lot and we did we did do some shows there with tyler and crew and other touring bands that came through there too yeah so for some reason fallbrook had a a little scene Um, yeah Yeah. who knew for those of you that don't know fallbrook is a tiny town on the top of san Diego county but a lot of pro skaters moved there and other legendary people have come out of there
2: and i think at the time so this is like mid 90s yeah uh, there was a a church that was really committed to getting young people going and so they started doing shows at the church. I don't remember what it was called. I remember that a lot of people from my high school were involved in their youth group. Oh, um, okay. And they, I, I remember they did a series of, of, of shows there and it was, it's Fallbrook. So like, that's the only thing to do. So exactly. a lot of people yeah. went.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I remember we did have, I mean, it was, even one time Fallbrook was on our tour route. So um... how, how could you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was fun. So yeah. Are you, is your family from there then? Uh, a few Generations or
2: um, no 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 we moved there uh in 1993 or 2 uh oh, okay. it was my my twin brother myself my mom and my stepdad and uh oh, lived there uh they still live there my brother and i do not uh, i moved out when i turned 18 like might have been the day i turned 18 i did the um, same thing yeah <laughs> and
0: yeah. i know i know your twin brother pretty well yeah um cuz we were on the active team that's right yeah so that's how i got to know the name the, the yeah. legendary name of gooch yeah uh, shout <laughs> out travis gooch what's up Hello, travis what's up um and um but also you also kind of made a name for yourself and to some degree in bands mm-hmm. locally touring and running a cl- legendary venue in town mm-hmm. shake cafe collective um lovingly known as shea or the shea or shake mm-hmm. Cafe. so shake cafe collective is on ucsd campus in um la jolla and you wouldn't expect that to be there maybe to, to if no. just you know talking about ucsd or la jolla people would be like where's Shea cafe and you tell them they're like no way yeah no way yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah if you see videos of the place you're like this this must be in some like downtown like dungeon you know like it's there so nope. in a
2: eucalyptus forest right on the ucsd campus
0: right so close to like just a whole bunch of other stuff that is not like Shea at all so right. <laughs> um how long were you there how long did you run the place
2: uh well so I should I should definitely say that uh or help that, run it. Yeah, say, saying I ran it is uh is is not entirely right. accurate. Right. Um but so I started volunteering in 1998 mm-hmm. um and I did shows periodically there real regularly uh through 2008 and then uh in preparation for for today i was looking back at some of the flyer archive because i mm-hmm. was because th- i was thinking when was the last show i did there and i think it was in 2010 or 2012. That's quite a long um, run yeah 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 but uh but after 2008 it was like really just doing one or two shows a year and i don't think i was uh what they call a core member there anymore i okay. think at that point i had uh given up my core membership because i wasn't able to be really that present and committed for Mm -hmm. what is required of core membership and then was booking through another uh another member probably either uh uh, greg or um uh, eric maybe i think Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds about right so but you saw that's
0: quite a long that's a lot of time to be at one i mean were you booking at other venues too or
2: uh no uh no it was just it was just che uh and uh when i started in 1998 um it was just volunteering but by 1999 i was booking things uh like with a lot of regularity Mm -hmm. um and 1998 the first show that that i did there was with um Uh, it was with Brandon Welches, who who was in the plot to pull up the Eiffel tower. He was in find him and kill him. Uh, he currently plays in a great band called crocodiles. Mm -hmm. Uh, he and I, and maybe some other people, I don't know. It was a very long time ago. Uh, we, we wanted to do like a Halloween show. And so we just started contacting bands that we liked. And so we booked, uh, what, what, we called the Halloween hardcore fest. And it was two days and one day was, um, uh UNRWA um wellington uh, uh the other ones are kind of escaping me um and then the next day was supposed to be christ driver final conflict dystopia um and then I think the local local openers on that were like the setup um mm-hmm. and um Run for your fucking life, perhaps might have been awesome. Opening one of them. I don't, I don't really remember. Like I said, it was a while ago, but it was awesome. And unruh came out that night and they were wearing full kiss makeup and they weren't doing a cover set. They were just wearing full makeup. And it was like one of the most destructive sets I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so, so sick. And uh, and then from there I was just booking, like I said, real regular, regularly. Mm-hmm. Um and uh from the late 90s to the mid 2000s we were doing a lot of diverse shows and then as people filter in and out of che programming really reflects individual interests you know yeah because it's all volunteer run you can't help but have that and um so as people who are into other types of music filtered out uh, my focus really came more on to hardcore shows and punk shows mm-hmm. uh, for better or for worse. I, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, at, uh, like everybody benefits when there's, when there's a big diverse scene happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so the fact that I was really just doing hardcore and punk shows uh, I hope was not to the exclusion of other events, although I'm sure others might have a different take on that. Yeah. But
0: also at the same time, who else was booking the bands you we were booking you know
2: right at the, time, at
0: the time or you know like whatever and also like uh i mean that's a cool first show to kind of do the two-day halloween hardcore festival like i would love to see oh, that it nowadays sick. or
2: or would i yeah i would yeah <laughs> i totally yeah you know. uh yeah it was sick it was probably one of the first it was the first of many times that we booked dystopia it was i think the only time that we booked unra um I mean, we, and we booked run for your fucking life lots of times. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about them later when we talk about records. Yeah. Um, Yeah, totally. And uh, um, I mean, it it was, it was just so cool. And, and ideally I, I think that, that over time, we got better at doing shows like shows were starting Mm -hmm. more on time. Things were pretty regular. Uh, bands knew that they could come in, they could get fed, they could get paid fairly. Um, and, uh, and I think it was really cool. It was a really special time. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm really grateful for it. And we saw lots of really cool things. I mean, for, for a while, uh, so one of like the early booking people was a guy named Jay Huff. Um, yep. And he's from Go 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 Earhart, um, real memorable guy. And uh, he he booked for a long time. And then another guy named Mike Cancel, and as uh, Ez- another guy named Ezra, uh, Ezra Ace Careff, I think. Um, and they ran a label called Slow Dance Records. Okay. Um, they put out the Che 1999 uh, CD that was a the Che Fest documentation. That was, that was a thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah all sound record all like live sound recordings from the from the event from Chasefest 99 and uh, and so we all kind of booked together and it was really, really neat. And I learned about how to deal with booking agents and what it meant to have things like a back end and what a hospitality writer was. And then <laughs> also I got to book hardcore bands that I love that never used anything like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really neat. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when we were just really going strong, I mean, we were doing shows four or five nights a week, Yeah, which is awesome when you're. When I, well, when I was like nineteen and twenty, I was like, "Yeah, I can do that four or five nights a week. Yeah, this is great." Yeah. And now I'm like, "Oh man, how did I survive? That's crazy." <laughs> how did you? Here, here you
0: are. Mm-hmm. You know, probably probably in better health than you ever were. You know. Um, probably.
2: <laughs> are you are you vegan? Um, it's a tricky question. I oh, guess the, well, simple yeah. an- the simple answer is no. Um, uh, so. <clears throat> The complicated answer is like mostly <laughs> um uh I like to think of uh, I like I, I say that I'm plant-based, right? Um right. but a friend of mine had an interesting point one time. He said, he said, you know, what is eating all of this synthetic food that takes a long travel destination to arrive here and packaging, is that any more or less ethical exactly. than exactly, yeah. Than eating something that say like, like farm, fresh eggs that are grown near your house or whatever. And so I was thinking about that for a long time. And then it just so happened, a friend of mine started raising chickens with eggs. <laughs> um, and so I started eating eggs and, uh, it, I, it lines up with my ethics and I think it's, it's fine, but, uh, um, but I'm not, I don't know, but like, I feel okay about it. Like they're f- eggs for my friend's house or, you know, my, my exactly. partner and I, it's not we like just, a factory. Yeah. Yeah. We just went to, we just went to Spain and we stayed at a place where, uh, it was called an eco turisme, and so everything that, mm-hmm. that is about this place is all geared towards sustainability, low impact, low carbon footprint, the whole mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. And everything that you could order there was grown there including the eggs and if you if you chose to order meat it would be chicken that was raised on this farm essentially that you're staying at nice. um and i don't i don't feel comfortable eating an animal but eating an egg that was grown like in the in the chicken coop right next door to where i was sleeping like that felt okay
0: sure and and everyone the reason i asked is just because for the menu at excuse me at the venue Mm -hmm.
2: is that it was, was it hundred percent vegan or all mostly vegan? Okay. So (laughs) uh, it was all vegan. Um, There was a time where we were, we as a collective had, had decided that we were going to be open as an actual cafe, Mm -hmm. like outside of venue hours. Um, It was was an experiment. um, And at that time, people had suggested, well, I, I don't think we should be going with all vegan because it, it, number one, it creates this really high price point for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and if we're trying to attract UCSD students, um, I don't know that that's going to be the thing that does it. People want a place they can come and hang out, study, get a snack. It doesn't necessarily matter that it's vegan or not. And it was a, a very like contentious topic. Um, but in the end, everything went back to being all vegan. And the last I was there, pre-COVID, everything that was being served was vegan. Um, hmm. But I, I couldn't speak to what it is now. I just know when I was there, it was all vegan.
0: Oh, there's a chance it might have changed.
2: <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's probably gotten like uh, like more committed and, and oh, okay, like more strict about the ingredients and things. But Got it. Um, but I, I don't know.
0: knows right Mm -hmm. we'll have to go to go to some shows and find out right (laughs) um yeah i mean and it wasn't just to be fair it wasn't just like these off the wall or hard to find hardcore acts i saw get up kids there
2: oh yeah back
0: you know like it was and and they're all the shows there were just a different kind of energy than yeah soma or you know casbah or you know other legendary local clubs but um yeah there's a there was definitely a scene revolving around the people that went there and the venue itself just mm-hmm. the, the legends being built there and the bands that came through wanted to play there
2: yeah yeah th- that's a good point um and when bands didn't want to play there and they just kind of ended up there either through a booking agent or you know they didn't really know what they were getting into and they were mm-hmm. bummed it was pretty obvious um, <laughs> like what like what? <laughs>
0: Um, it's like, where's the bet ba- Where's the bathroom? Where's the dressing room? And like all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Like that kind of attitude. Nothing actually comes to mind specifically. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what, is what, a positive one. Here's, here's a story for you. Cause you mentioned it, the get up kids show. Yeah. Um, so that took a lot of work. I uh, bet. Yeah. That, that was really, really fun and really exciting. I mean, you have to remember at the time the get up kids were, were huge, huge. Like an enormous band. And so here they were coming to play the Che. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there was a guarantee. And I I think the guy Ezra, who I talked about earlier, I think it was his show. And he showed me what the guarantee was. And I remember just being shocked. And by 2022 standards, I'm sure it was nothing. Like, you know, I'm sure that it was totally fine. But they showed up in a bus. I remember that. Yeah. They showed up in a bus. and so we were there and all leery, like, oh, these guys are going to think this is lame uh, mm-hmm. and super nice. Like they, they couldn't have been easier to deal with. Nice. Um, and uh, one of the guys from Coalesce was in the get up kids at the time and yeah. uh, gave us a, gave me and another friend of mine that was there, like in it, like a CD of unmastered Coalesce songs oh. from the record that would come out on relapse yeah uh-huh. um and we were nice. just so psyched um, right right was
0: yeah, that, that was james the... yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 okay yeah he was i mean they're all they actually they're all really nice they're just you know kansas city dude or lawrence <laughs> games, sorry but like yeah they're just regular people um yeah but but they were so big they blew up they helped blow up the scene so much on their, from their album, you know, the vagrant album that everyone was just like, Oh my gosh, rock stars. But yeah, they, they were just like, they were still, I mean, honestly, like if you listen to James playing, it's nerdy music kind of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. It, it It is. It's like, uh, you know, sad guy music. It totally um,
0: is. It totally is. But it's so good. It was fun. Um, But I brought that up because it, I, you know, everyone thinks of the venue as. Having those insane hardcore shows too. I was Mm -hmm. like, well, you could. I saw everything there, you know, I saw every kind of music there.
2: Yeah, uh, like notable non hardcore stuff that we did when I was there. Um, I mean, we did the makeup. uh, Yeah, that was was huge. We did that. Um, We did uh, that silly band, Uh, Gravy Train. That was really (laughs) big. Yeah. Um, We did uh, um, a band. That had members of sonic youth in it um and uh that was pretty wild we did a bunch of stuff that was kind of uh like i mean really like punk adjacent um that just kind of ended up there and then i know greg uh did a show with billy corgan (laughs) there um i didn't know that yeah, yeah, that was a controversial one, um, just because of uh, like how much the the door price was. But at that point, I was I was pretty not involved, so I don't remember the details. So we won't go into it. Uh, but like, cool stuff has happened there, you Definitely. know. And I, uh, you know, I mean, if if you you can go in, and last I was there, you could still read through the old show notes, mm-hmm. and you can see who played. And I mean, like, you know, it's like nineteen ninety. Five Green Day, like um Seriously. Oh, Gr- Green Day and the Descendants played here. Weird. <laughs> like yeah. uh so it, it, pretty cool. I, it's a it's a really cool special place. And I'm glad that, that people still have it going. And I'm glad that mm-hmm. that they're really focused right now on on getting UCSD students involved because that's what that's what keeps the Che where it is, is it has to have connection to USC to UCSD students. Exactly. Yeah. Um and I
0: think every I, I, it's, it's cool that it, I, like I said, it's just such a, it's such a unique thing. I think every, every college campus should have something like that, where, mm-hmm. where you're bringing in national acts that it's not, it's not so big that it has to be a like open air theater or whatever, but like <clears throat> they can come into this really, I would say it's a really intimate space yeah. and, you know, hang off the rafters a little bit and get crazy, but, or, yeah. or don't get crazy. If you don't want to, you can have, go have some vegan chili and <laughs> hang, out, <laughs> yeah. hang out
2: outside and, you well, know, mean. Talk- you had a uh, you had Rob on here with Sam, and I know yeah. that they talked about on uh, um, unbroken, and I mean, like just that in and of itself is special. and then also, you know, I mean, the che was where swing kids and the locust, yeah like played like right. I, I don't know that you have modern extreme music without the locust and, exactly and that, that, that was where they played. Um, and so, yeah, it's intimate and, you know, within those walls, uh, I I think that there's like a magic and it isn't just because it's small. It's, it's because there's really something special there. Um, like really, whether, whether it's for, for punk music or it's for, the open mic night, or what, whatever, whatever it is, but there's really something special there.
0: Definitely, it's the, the it's the feeling, the vibe in, inside the walls, and just uh, uh, what what it is, and and what you help build. Really, mm-hmm. you know, in that in that uh, creating, helping create a scene, or helping bands create their own scene through that space. So, yeah, off, offering the space. So, you know, I know that it's not like you are building or whatever, but you know, like you said, the person in charge brings that <laughs> brings what you like in. Then, yeah. You know, um plus your own bands
2: you know right yeah we played there a lot um i mean so uh i'm not married anymore but when i did get married in 2004 like we had our reception at the chain. heck yeah um and it 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 just becomes something that is like a touchstone in so many people's lives um and it's it's a neat place and i i hope it's there forever
0: forever forever and ever It'll be there after UCSD moves somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It'll just be there in the eucalyptus forest. Sounds like something from like Lord of
2: the Rings or something.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. The eucalyptus forest. Um.
2: But if the yeah. forest isn't there, if the forest isn't there, where will kids go to drink before they watch punk music? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, they'll find, they,
0: they find a na- na- What is it? Uh, nature finds a way. Or That's something true. Like, yeah. Nature or finds or a way. Jurassic park. Um, yeah. So what, and what about in your own, like, your musical journey how did you get into like why hardcore why why this kind of music uh that's a good question um yeah Yeah, it is just kidding hmm josh uh like are you you a high energy person in general or add or like what's the what's
2: No, i don't think that's it um for me uh i i've always gravitated towards aggressive guitar music mm-hmm. um you know when i was a teenager or like a even a pre-adolescent it was metal mm-hmm. and oh yeah i saw your record collection <laughs> <laughs> and and uh and like hard rock like the first tape i ever bought was appetite for destruction um and nice. uh, you know i think i think appetite for Dest- for destruction at its heart is it is a ripping punk record. Um mm-hmm. we can talk more about that later
0: if you want. I say the same thing about like Metallica, early Metallica. Like that's their they're the best punk band, you know. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah, they they took all these punk elements and just turned mm-hmm. everything up and I think with Guns added and Roses Rolos, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Guns N' Roses took this real punk attitude and added just tons and tons of swagger and um uh like just over the top. Uh, bravado some, and- yeah bravado <laughs> that's the word yeah and uh and i i mean i i love i loved appetite for destruction mm-hmm. anyway so so it was like appetite for destruction and then into things like megadeth metallica
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh nirvana um mm-hmm. and then that got me yep. into things like sonic youth and then that got me into like circle jerks and black flag and then just okay. kind of evolved from there yeah the natural path yeah and now you're wearing a nails shirt which is like <laughs>
0: the total opposite yeah. of sonic youth <laughs> yeah 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 they're yeah. so good um i i i think in, to some degree for myself too in in the, the although i had a dogwood and we were not hardcore per se some people would you know i i'm a i am I like hardcore music i like metal mm-hmm. because i like the energy i like the message that of the music that the music is bringing sometimes sometimes i can feel the music but you know aside from the lyrics stuff like that so i totally get what you're saying on that with like gnr and Megadeth, because you're feeling that you're getting that energy from you know the squeals and the pick slides and all that stuff that's like going right into your system your own system you know and um i always related just to that i wanted i wanted to have that energy and then also reciprocate that energy out you know Mm -hmm. through through my lyrics or whatever the case was so i was a crazy front man and like you know doing this stuff because the, the music would go into me and then come back out uh, you know almost like a re, re uh, you know a resurrection a rebirth of like you know in a former life this music was this energy now it's coming out of me in this energy or whatever yeah that's...
2: yeah but Do- dogwood would have always been considered to be a punk band yeah yeah yeah
0: definitely. yeah definitely like punk, always. but we weren't like pop punk because there was bands in san diego that were doing the pop thing and i right. was i was always like eh whatever and then there's like the surf punk and so we kind of fit more towards the surf punk yeah, yeah. more towards the hardcore punk but we, had, you know. But we were never like say like black flag or you know th- that right. sound but we we're you know so we drew it from a lot of different influences like no effects or Lagwagon or whatever but mm-hmm. i really like hardcore music so and whenever i could squeeze it in i would throw it in there into like, mm-hmm. my stage or whatever but um you know I, I don't think it i don't think it's
2: a far walk i mean no uh, yeah, it's related yeah yeah <laughs>
0: um because i was so adjacent as you said adjacent
2: i don't know. i don't even think it's adjacent I, I i think that it's 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 punk um it's fast it's aggressive um it isn't brimming with with vitriol um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i i think is like hardcore is different in punk in that that i think it captures that a little bit differently um, it can, yeah i can yeah for sure uh it, but but i i wouldn't say that it's like uh better or worse
0: no no every every genre has like their different levels of you know radness and badness and that kind of because like uh, there's terrible reggae and good reggae you know like all this stuff i I think um i think that uh the vitriol i was maybe even disguising that with my words of like um confusion or words of you know disgust or hatred for something but it wasn't more like it wasn't more like i definitely not tough guy and you know definitely like i just wanted to see i wanted to see inciting a mosh pit i wanted to see like the energy reciprocated back from the crowd to the stage Uh and and i wanted to jump into the crowd myself (laughs) i wanted to be in the crowd with with everybody like you know seeing it so i don't know that's why i love going to places you know the size of che because whether we were on tour in north dakota or south florida like i wanted i like that size i don't like Mm -hmm. like i didn't like really like playing at a even observatory or whatever because there's a a gap between the stage and the security guard and the barrier and so i would jump out onto the barrier and like kind of i wanted to touch everybody and have everyone you know Mm -hmm. that feeling so that's what you get at a place you know like um, at che cafe because you're just right there it's just you're there (laughs) there's no
2: there's nothing between you for good for better or worse like you said right yeah there's no barrier at che um you have to be real comfortable with people crashing into your gear you have Mm -hmm. to be like totally comfortable with the fact that you are playing on a stage that is maybe 10 by 10 like maybe <laughs> at its yeah. biggest three inches um, tall okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and and i, I you know like, and i am i am comfortable with that i love that like that's yeah that's how i got into it that's where i saw how i saw bands you know i don't know it's just not enough can be said about that that whole vibe that whole scene and then some people don't like that so they go and they want to be in the big bands and the barrier and the festivals and yeah i just i don't know it's not really
2: my vibe so here's a, here's a topical uh, uh story uh so we had uh man this probably would have been 2010 maybe 2011 uh every time i die Wanted to play. And at the time, every time I die, was already filling like 500 to 700 cap rooms. Yeah. Um, And so they're way too big to play Che, like way too big. And so uh, we tried to put them off. Over to Epicenter, or uh, it was before Soda Bar was doing lots of shows mm-hmm. like that. Cause now I think that would be a good fit for it. But um, so we're trying to put them off to Epicenter, or maybe even the scene was still around. And they were like, no, 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 we want to do, we want to do Che. And so we're like, all right, I guess we'll do this. <laughs> um, yeah. And they did. And I mean, their gear took up like, basically the whole stage. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole, the whole but room is just their, their stuff. Yeah. And, and they brought their own board and their own mixer and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was a totally like self-contained event. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing was, is that they were so psyched on it. <laughs> um, yeah. They seemed to love it. And, and I loved it when bands would do that, where there was a band that was obviously too big for the room and coming in and being like, this is what we want. This is awesome. Um, that was always just such a great feeling. I
0: love that. Yeah, that's really cool. they and those guys are super awesome too. Um, I mean, rest in peace to them. But they'll probably reunite at some point. Um, one, I you know that people always say, "Oh, I have no no regrets in life. I don't have any. I don't regret anything." But I would say, yeah we never got to play there you know we never played there so i was there a lot but for some reason we were always on tour playing we didn't mm-hmm. and when we were in san diego we were playing with other bands so we were at like a you know soma main or whatever but like yeah. i would have much rather have been at shay every, like every weekend
2: well, you know I, i'm glad you brought it up um because so i think that especially when i was there and i i think i played a part in this which is something i regret um i think that we had made made it an unofficial policy that bands had to line up with the way we saw the world. Mm -hmm. And if people didn't see the world in that same way, like there could be a legitimate quote, legitimate reason for that band not to play. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether it was like a message about veganism, uh, Christian bands, whatever. Like I came up a lot <laughs> yeah. and, and, and like I said, from here, I look at it and I think, man, like that was really fucked up. Like, I don't like that. That was super judgmental. Um, and it, I never had vitriol about it, but I was just totally dismissive of it. Ah. And, uh, I didn't know. Yeah. And not, not like the entire time. Right. Uh, and there were other people who would have who would have pushed back way harder than I, I would have, um, because you know, especially towards the end of my tenure booking there, um, I was more about like, let's just bring whoever wants to play because I think it'll be fun and I want to have a big, good show. I want lots of people to come. So how Uh, do you,
0: how would you know if we didn't agree with you? I, I wouldn't, I would just be making
2: guesses, (laughs) you know? Um, and uh, and so that's something that I really do regret. Uh, cause I can think of a handful of bands who said, Hey, we want to play. And, you know, it was never mean, it was never malicious, but it was like, Oh yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen. And then if you don't have somebody supporting you within the collective, it can yeah. be impossible to get a show. Right. Um, right. And I, like I said, man, I, I, I really regret it. Um, I don't think that that helps anybody. Um, yeah, it, it really bums me out when I when I start talking about it a little bit. I'm gonna have to take that shit to therapy someday, you know. Um, hey, my wife's a therapist, so like we get, I get to talk about all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad
0: we. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I could uh, make you feel better. No, I'm just I'm glad our regrets could be like boom, and then now they're balanced out. They're gone, know, yeah. Like to some degree, because I mean, at least I don't know about you with all the, the other bands that didn't get booked, but like I feel like we, we'd have gotten along well because I was always like, everyone's welcome. You know, know, it wasn't like you're this or you're this or you're and we're not, you know, uh, I don't know, but I could see where you would be. I could see where you guys would be coming from, though. I could see both sides.
2: Yeah. Well, so like because I I was listening to the to the episode with uh, with Brian from The Blamed Mm -hmm. the other day. Yeah. And, you know, their last record is called The Church is Hurting People.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, I think that doing a record like that. And having discussions about what is the place of the person in the religion mm-hmm. and what does that mean for me as a believer, or a non-believer, that's a much more interesting and connecting discussion rather yeah. than, oh, you're on tooth and nail, so I'm not going to book you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like and, it it well, doesn't even make any sense. Well, yeah, but to, to that point,
0: there was, that's why some bands did not go to the label because Mm -hmm. of the the just because the label had affiliations with other bands who 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 would all i mean to be honest though there was also bands that would probably say i will not play at that venue because you know because they don't align with our values so it goes it does go both ways but um but yeah i i thought that brian's that album title is very clever it's very Mm -hmm. honest and that's how i that's how i'm trying to view things right now and teach the kids and this kind of stuff because you know what else do we have if we're not trying to get along with you know it's it's, right. it's not going to do anyone good to say you're wrong, so go away. You know? <laughs> no, no,
2: and I I think that there's there's an intersection between like um, where we say you are important and you have value just because you are you are a human being and therefore that's important to me, mm-hmm. um, and I'm interested in you, like. Yeah. The, like those things align. I can't say well, I'm really interested in you and I want to hear your story. If I'm saying, well, I already know what you're about because, because you are X or you think this or whatever. Exactly. Um, and granted that's me as a 41 year old or 42 year old speaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely didn't think that as a 20 year old or for sure. And I think that, goes, younger that goes
0: both ways too, with people in the, you know, a Christian scene or just, you know religion in general is like they they can put a lot of judgment on people who are not thinking like them too mm-hmm. like oh you're not this so you must think this this and this or yeah you know it's always black and white you know all the any topic pick a topic you know it's a black and white this is the rule blah blah so it goes it, def, it definitely goes both ways you're not the only person who's Made that judgment call, you know for better or worse, like we keep saying, but <laughs> yeah we we're here, and um, and obviously, now we're talking, and you can see, hey, you know, we don't hate each other because you didn't book me, I didn't book there, and blah blah, <laughs> blah. it's like we're still here, we have you know same record taste, same people, friends, and like the stuff. I appreciate like that, you
2: so. trying to let me off the hook on it. Um, but, not, uh, no, you're not off the hook. You're not. Off okay. The good. Same. Yeah. 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 Stay, Stay, on the, like, Stay on the hook. Because I, I think it's important. And like, I, I, I really know oh, this. Is, it's great that you can acknowledge that too. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, like, man, I, I just, I, I just want people to, um, mm-hmm. no, 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 that's like way that's different. I want <laughs> to be able to listen <laughs> to music And connect to it based on what is being expressed Mm -hmm. and if it has resonance with me, whether that's uh, terror, (laughs) you know, whether that's, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, Sam Hunt, (laughs) you know, singing some pop country for us whether that's uh you know gorilla biscuits whether that's you know what whatever like the list goes on but like where that connectivity is and I go mm-hmm. oh that resonates that that makes me feel something mm-hmm. uh I don't I don't want to be going through a checklist in my head and going like oh do I agree with everything that that this band or this performer has ever done or said like that's or am I finding reasons to, to be upset and not like this person that yeah. just doesn't see, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't sound like a good way I want to live. And, uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it, but I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, this is therapy right here. You're you know, <laughs> speaking.
0: Out. Well, I mean, how often do you get to talk about that? Like this kind of thing, because you know, what can, how often are you in the situation where you, have to, where you talk to somebody where they didn't get to play at your venue and you didn't, you know, like, you know, that's true. Not very these, often. These conversations on maybe even on my show don't come up as often when, when I'm talking to that person because, you know, we have th- these topics come up and we're like, oh, yeah, well, here's why this happened or we were blah, blah. I don't know. Cause like you said, we're, we are older and very wise now. Very wise. Oh, the wisest. <laughs> Super yeah. Super wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah the wisest. <laughs> totally wise. Um, but, But also like you did learn a lot in the last 20, 30 years about people and you still are like, um, you know, like
2: what is it that you do again? Sorry for professional. Uh, I I do a couple of things. Uh, I do, I I work as a county education administrator, Mm -hmm. managing a bunch of different programs throughout our orange County, but then you're starting uh, a business, right? Yeah. So, so my partner and I, we do a coaching and counseling business. Oh, that's Um, right. Okay. Yeah. And so she's a counselor or therapist. So uh, yeah, bless up therapists. (laughs) Um, And then uh, we're both certified coaches. Um, And so, so we like like life coaching or like, Uh, yeah. So wellness coaching, personal coaching, relationship coaching, and communications coaching. And so, okay. Uh, and so we love doing that kind of stuff. And, and what, what our focus really is is on helping people build deeper relationships through stronger connections. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter if like, if you and I align, like, you know, if, if we say, Oh, well, we agree. So now we align mm-hmm. that that actually isn't really that important. What's important is that, that we meet, if that makes sense because if we're aligned, this is really great podcasting because I'm using a visual, so uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's really helpful. So, imagine like i can keeping it on, yeah. <laughs> imagine like two parallel lines. Well, now we're aligning, but we're never actually meeting. And so, if we intersect and we meet, well, we may not agree, but at least we're having some kind of connection, yeah. And uh, and I think that that's just really important. Um, and I, you know, a lot of that comes from, from work that my partner, Michelle has put together. Um, and, uh, I, I wish I would have known it and thought that way in my younger days. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I would have dismissed it too. So like if <laughs> yep. it would to matter, cause you're only ready to know what you're ready to know when you're ready to know it. Wow. What? Wait, I'm going to do the math on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true though. i yeah. you know, and, and it, what? you'd be a weird 20 year old. If you knew then, you know, what you now know as a, you know, an aged wise veteran of music and stuff like that. Like, you know, right. If, if somebody And, and to you me might not be was, that cool. You might not be that cool. Like, dude, you would a, be
2: so lame. If, if somebody <laughs> you, came to me when I was sucks. 20. Yeah. And they were like, Hey man, I think that what you're really after is being able to connect with people, not necessarily that you agree with them. I'd be like, no man. Like, Mm-hmm. These dudes think this and that, and they're terrible, and they're monsters, and I'm never supporting them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, some of that st-
0: some of that stuff we did learn from the records we listened to too, like you know, yeah, w- if you can relate to, I mean, we we should get into some food and music st- stuff, pairings because this has been all great life stuff, and I I'm, I'm definitely here <laughs> for it. Um, but I but I, I am super curious about about your record collection of oh, yeah. music choices yeah, yeah. that you made and that kind
2: of stuff. Does
0: how about the does Michelle listen to the same music?
2: No, not at all. Um oh, okay <laughs> no 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 um uh uh Michelle I think the first time she heard like like hardcore and and punk music was when she and I started seeing each other. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the things that's funny is is early on she had basically said just so you know like I Like I like going and seeing this, but I don't think this is really ever going to be like my, my thing. And I said, that's good because it would really weird me out if I came home and you were like, yo, I'm ready to go mosh at the terror gig. Like, uh, that would be weird because that would be super inauthentic and Mm -hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't have, it just wouldn't make sense. Um, so no, um, it's not her thing uh but i think that having that difference is is great and she likes it she likes going to see it we've gone to see uh uh uh, nails uh modern life is war Snapcase, um and uh uh, some stuff at program you know Mm -hmm. here Um, yeah yeah. Uh, we've seen some really cool stuff there and uh it's it's funny she's real tuned in to like when something's authentic and so like what i've seen is that's when she's like yeah that was good and then when something's a total put on, she's like, mm, I'm not so interested.
0: Ah, she's got a yeah. good radar for
2: it. She really does. She really does. <laughs> she's not jaded. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, but, uh, but she has got me into, into country music. Um, which, like the new style. Yes. Dude, okay. Yeah. Pop, pop it's country. De- it's definitely different yeah i'm about yeah. it i like mm-hmm. it when when she first brought it up i was like yeah i'm gonna be into like outlaw country for sure and then yeah i listened to it, i was like i don't think that's for me oh <laughs> uh what's this thomas rett yeah i like those smooth sounds <laughs> that's <sounds> good <laughs> easy listening country. yeah
0: it's nice um no it's it's definitely a, a newer i mean a few people i've even talked to on this show they're like yeah you know John Party and, uh, you know, the new new stuff that you hear on Saturday Night Live, or whatever it is, like, yeah. you know, there's people of color doing country and, like, yeah. um, it's, I don't know, it's a whole new thing because I do like outlaw country and that's kind of what I stuck to because I didn't want to, like, Stuff like Garth Brooks and yeah. you know uh, I don't know Randy Travis and stuff that sounds boring whatever yeah that. yeah, but yeah. If you, then you see videos and they're like whoa they're like are they rocking out on stage right now like <laughs> right. What is like people are like moshing I don't know no they wouldn't do that but no they wouldn't do um, that they wouldn't do that but. what does she think of your bands um <laughs> I
2: don't we've talked about it um i i think i think she likes it i don't know um uh you know but i haven't been in bands far longer than we've been together Mm -hmm. um you know i think suspect played our last show in like 2014 okay so it's not really part of your guys's like connection no 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 um it, it comes up every once in a while because, uh, because sometimes people will ask about it or mm-hmm. reference it or something or post about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't, I don't play music currently. So it's not like I'm saying like, Oh, I'm going to practice. I'll be back. Um, let's go see you later. Come on. Let's do something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I said it on, a um, on, a uh, Zach, on Zach Nelson's podcast on one 185 Miles South. I was just uh, listening to that today. Dude. Shout out. he shout out. He, he just <laughs> yeah. did the lifetime episode. That's right. That's right. So, I was like, uh, <laughs> so shout out Zach and 185 Miles um, and the whole crew. Um, but I told him, uh, I said, I said, man, what I really want to be able to do is do like a singer-songwriter kind of thing. Um but uh, I don't play any music, so I just have to be the singer. Somebody else has to be the songwriter. Player, but yeah, it yeah. Come, it'll come.
0: Yeah, because
2: um, the idea of doing a band and like screaming and yelling—I mean, it just sounds painful now. Like because when we did the last suspect recover, record, yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it would take me like three days to to recover. And well, you it, go, I,
0: you go off. You're like I can hear that you're probably moving around a lot while you're singing in studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can hear that kind of. I just know that how that works. And I can tell that you're putting a lot of energy in, and you don't get that energy from just standing in front of this pop screen, you know, right. like, like you have right. to grip, kill the mic and like, you know, run around and stuff. So I can, t- that it's, <laughs> I, if I do one practice session in a studio or whatever, I'm, I'm worn out, I'm tired, you
2: know, Yeah. like these days it's long, long recovery. So I know yeah. what you mean. <laughs> yeah. When I did, when we did the last priest record, um, like, so that record, the, the 12 inch, that was originally kind of supposed to be a demo recording okay. that we wanted to then kind of put out to labels and see if anybody wanted to put out like the full big record of it. Mm. Um, and it, I, like I remember getting done with that record and being legitimately sick for a couple of days afterwards, it just felt terrible. And then we ended up breaking up, um, and so the, the we never like shopped the record around or anything um, oh, Bummer. yeah yeah um but also like bless up because i don't know that i would have been able to do it like
0: <laughs> that's true it, uh, it was it was um your body was telling you something you know like or yeah it, the, it, the universe or you know something. Like not uh the body keeps the score you know like right <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna lose my voice permanently if i do this or actually i think Actually, I mean, Last Priest—that's that, a little bit more mild singing than Suspect, right? Like, uh, no, <laughs> a it's kind bit. of the other way. Suspect oh, is, is a okay. little more
2: restrained, and it, okay. Last Priest, yeah. I think, is probably the most um, wild. Like, yeah, I think it's the most unhinged and <laughs> um, like authentic of the bands mm-hmm. that 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 I've ever done. Um, I think Find Him and Kill Him was more like wild and kind of over the top, but last priest, I think had, um, had, uh, it was just, it it came from a different place. Uh, the, the 12 inches really, uh, just about growing up in Fallbrook. Like bringing it back is is really about growing up as a punk kid in a small town where you don't relate to anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. and you feel like, like, where do i fit in in this world um and so it was something i was just thinking about a lot and so it it it, it was it, it yeah it just came from a different place where finding the kiln yeah. was a totally reactive hardcore band mm-hmm. that was singing about hardcore
0: <laughs> yeah um, exactly yeah
2: you know um the kiln has songs about hardcore like on every record mm-hmm. and it's about specific people and specific bands and specific instances. Last Priest was very different in that regard. And then Suspect was different, still kind of trying to um lyrically anyway, mine a more uh like introspective, mm. like internal process. But yeah. Um different yeah. eras of your life. Very, very, very,
0: very yeah. Yeah. There there's no overlap on the bands, right?
2: No. Fine and kiln like broke up when Brandon, um, Mm -hmm. Brandon wanted to go do his band prayers full time. Mm -hmm. And we had tried playing with a different drummer and it just didn't work. And so then we played our last show and then, uh, basically started playing as last priest with me and Matt and Pete, um, and Dan pretty soon after. Um, and then, that band broke up and then there was no band for me for a long time. And then uh, we started doing suspect with me and uh, this guy, Nick Townsend, uh, who does Townsend mastering now, uh, mm-hmm. It's was pretty crazy mastering stuff. Um, he was also playing a knife fight at the time. And then uh, Paul from tear it up, cut the shit, the rights, like that whole genre, yeah, <laughs> like he yeah. basically played in, in the genre. Uh-huh. Um, and then Nick, from deep sleep mm-hmm. um he played in that and then Eagle who played in stay gold um and uh, a lot of a squad
0: yeah yeah and then
2: <laughs> uh, and then later Matt Kearney uh who plays in headcount and has a band called rain and uh plays in a, you know a ton of San Diego bands he also played in that band. And then we just couldn't kind of make it work. And so we play, put out a record on react records and played two shows on it and broke up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah.
0: yeah. At least you got to see the, uh, you got to, you know, do the songs and then play them out live at least you know. twice. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's more than some bands even do. So
2: it's what every label dreams of. I hope this band will play two shows yeah. on this record what and then break more. up Two yeah. show
0: records. I love it. So yeah. are you, um, could you think of any kind of food pairings that you would do with those, those bands or, yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, Cause some, some people cannot, <laughs> they're like, well, no, I don't think I'm like, no, just think of how it makes you feel. And then what do you feel when you eat
2: this or, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so find them and kill them. Um, I think is like a, uh, like a pizza buffet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's short little commitments, um, with a, with a decent variety, but it's all still pizza. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. Um, last priest, um, uh, I was thinking is something more like a, uh, like a, like a soup and sandwich combo, <laughs> Um, uh-huh. and, and then I don't know what I had for suspect, uh, to be honest, uh, suspect kind of left me stumped, which is I think either great or sort of indicative of why the band broke up after oh. playing two shows on the record. Oh Wow.
0: Okay. That's, that's, that could that's kind of deep actually. Yeah. Um, when you think of it, it's like indicative of something, you know, like if you can't think of the, the pairing for it, um, yeah. I, I looked up suspect when you told me that it was, it was streaming and I got another artist, yes. you know, and it was like, you know feet it, it was i didn't know at first and i i looked because i wasn't looking at my my phone or whatever and i looked i was like "Or is are he rapping right now like i yeah <laughs> i was pretty
2: surprised but then i
0: really found out what was going on
2: there is another artist on there there is you. there's, a, there's a rapper yeah yeah um the the better way i've found to find it on streaming is to look up the song title that's uh, what i did yeah yeah i, I looked up a, um
0: a couple, i found the title through actually through the discogs page yeah and then uh okay i'm gonna put that song in then i found suspect blah blah blah. Yeah. um i mean i think uh, to be honest i think if i may yeah, yeah suspect yeah. you're right on with the other two actually those are those are i was gonna say something along the lines of maybe not pizza buffet but definitely something mm-hmm. more like a pizza flatbread on that one but um suspect i'm thinking i did a, a a cold brew concentrate with some okay. some some of Aaron's coffee, Essex, right? Shout out, yeah. Um, and so a cold brew concentrate, but then you know if you have the, you drink coffee, right? I do not. I drink uh, I drink tea. Oh, you drink Aaron's tea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I know. I know what you mean. I I um I switch to tea every once in a while when I feel my body needs it. Yeah. Right? You gotta <laughs> so listen to yourself. The body keeps the score, man. It does. Um, so cold brew coffee concentrate you can either drink it like that and go wild or you need you can you can put stuff in it like other liquids like water or milk to kind of um, add to your flavors of it um but i feel like the the energy you get from (laughs) <laughs> the first sip of when you drink the cold brew coffee concentrate or really strong tea. I make cold brew tea. Also, that's, that's mm-hmm. the same idea with tea. Um, people don't realize that, but you can do the same thing with tea, right? So once it's done steeping and then I do a fil- another filter on it. And then um, sometimes I put just the concentrate on ice. And when you get the effect of the first sip of it, it's, the ice hasn't really melted into the cold brew yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it hasn't changed and it hasn't developed on the, the on your palate yet. And so you're listening to, it, you're like, well, you know, it could be, blown away and then you can kind of like when you listen to the record um you can kind of like sort of get into the groove of what mm-hmm. you guys are what you guys are trying to accomplish um if you really if you really know how to listen to music um and like constant you can concentrate and like trying to figure out what you're trying to say you know what you're saying what the music is telling making me feel and stuff like that and that's exactly kind of how you get from a strong to concentrate with some ice and there are milk or simple syrup or whatever to kind of make it your flavor of choice it's gonna get even better gradually as you get to the middle of the drink and then <laughs> also towards the very end of it you know like so if if you can make it into you know even not not just the song but it's, i'm talking about kind of the whole you have to do yeah. the whole record that way you know because if you take it piece by piece it's not the same
2: right yeah To it's me, not the same to me <laughs> okay i'm gonna take your your pairing and i'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to give you an offering or a different a different version of it. You'll see my pairing and raise me one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh so I don't I I don't I don't drink, but mm-hmm. uh but oh, my partner edge. does. Yes. Uh, but my partner does. Mm-hmm. And so uh so I've learned about wine over the course of our time together. And what I have learned is that there are some wines that that have particular flavors that are enjoyable, but the wine itself is underdeveloped. Yes. And so, so it, you can taste something good there, but overall the finish isn't good. That's what I would say is suspect. <laughs> um, Makes like sense. There's elements that are good, but as a whole, like there's just something that didn't quite come together. Like we we were underdeveloped as a band. And so there's a couple songs that I think are really good. Um, And, uh, and I think that the, the songs as a whole, like the records, um, they're just, the records as a whole are just missing something, Hmm. but there's a couple songs that are really good. Like those little flavors that you, that you get and you're like, Oh, I like that. But as a whole, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hit me the same way. So
0: subtleties and nuance. Mm -hmm. in the wine in the wine and also on your music
2: yeah i'm really selling this i
0: can tell (laughs) you are um you're on the pairing uh you you're you're understanding how this works yeah um can you also do that with now some of our our your favorite records that we're talking about
2: yeah i brought i brought some he brought them in nice yeah oh i brought them in um so uh so i was thinking about records that that i had because like i was telling you i sold a bunch uh a couple years ago um so I was, I was trying to limit it to records i had that i could that i could sure share. sure so well, uh how many records did you sell was it quite a bit oh it was like
0: hundreds of records oh no okay yeah yeah like hundreds and did records. you always were you always collecting vinyl um, um yeah probably ever, ever since,
2: since music since yeah like okay. yeah yeah. Cool. I remember mail ordering from very distribution uh, yep. back in very. the 90s, getting mm-hmm. that thick ass catalog. <laughs> Tri- triple X distro. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Down. And uh for uh for my spiky haired punk friends, we're ordering from Anok and Peace and Profane Existence and uh, love mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Um uh, anyway, so the first record, let me see what the criteria was. What, was, what did you I, tell I, me?
0: I think I was like pick one that's like hi. Pick one that's like um
2: maybe sentimental. I got that. Or maybe like um, something. Oh, okay. The first one was yeah. I remember. Yeah. So you you had asked for a particular pairing. So I wanted to to get yes. some shine to the Run for Your Fucking Life LP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so originally it came out on Gloom Records. Um, maybe like 1999, 2000, um, and it's a perfect hardcore punk record. Tell us a little bit about the, this local band. Okay. Um, So, um, like it was made up of, of people who had been involved in San Diego and Chula Vista punk music forever. mm -hmm. Um, but it captured the spirit of desperation of nihilism of attitude. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like, like punk rebellion in this way that like was perfect and okay. uh uh you know the the singer has passed on r.i.p jason whedon um mm-hmm. and uh it, you know he was he was just a a, a figure and and uh, i think i wrote about this when he passed away was um like <laughs> <laughs> uh there there i don't remember the band But there was a band that had played at Che that was, was being real awful. (laughs) Like, like, uh, like really demanding and kind of bullying people into giving them more money or something. And Jason basically just walked out and he was like, Nope, like, you're not going to do this. You don't get to talk to anybody like this. And if you have a problem with it, you can go through me. Like, and, and that's how Jason was like, Jason was, was like Jason was punk man. Like, and he wasn't going to let love that like people bully punks and, uh, uh, you know, he's this record, I think is their, their best stuff. They have another EP out, but this record I think is just perfect. Three, one G reissued it last Mm -hmm. year. Um, and so it looks great, has cool liner notes. Um, it's a it's an awesome band it's an awesome record and so i was thinking about the pairing that this goes with yeah let's go this goes with pokies tofu potato mushroom tacos (laughs) (laughs) Poki's, yes or the burrito it could go with the burrito but either way it's tofu potato mushroom it's a classic that's Mm -hmm. what it goes with you're sitting there you're eating that chips and salsa and you're listening to this record
0: dude r.i.p jason weedy r.i.p jason shout out pokies um Simon Dogs everybody like um <laughs> for those that don't know Pokies is a legendary one of the I don't know first maybe vegan yeah. restaurants to in San Diego still there right re- very close as you get off the freeway to go to a Padres game but they're still there family owned and operated yeah. still serving a lot of vegan food um I don't know it's just that's really cool that they they played a, such a big part also in the music scene in San Diego um, Yeah did you and, say that, did you say your buddy left to play in prayers? Is that Rafa's band prayers? No, different,
2: okay. <laughs> different prayers. Okay. Um, I was like, okay. Pre, pre that version of gotcha. prayers. Yeah, gotcha. two different bands. But the, the other thing I also want to comment about run for your fucking life too, was like everybody who was part of like, and weren't the they like all group,
0: 18 years old? at the time, Like when
2: they did that, they mm-hmm. might've been, yeah, they were, but yeah. they were still older because they, they had been around for so long, but like they were everybody's band, like straight edge, like spiky hair, crusty punks. Yeah. Like everybody, mm-hmm. everybody loved this band because, because like they were everybody. I mean, and that, that was kind of the cool thing is that every subgroup thought of them as like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like everybody likes him, but that's my band. Like, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're the best man. Uh, and love and, it. Uh, yeah, just great. Um, so that was my pairing.
0: That's a it. that's an excellent way to do it. Like, yeah. um, big shout out to pokies. That's cool. Yeah. Um, good pairing. Uh, it makes me hungry for some, uh, I, I served it. I did a vegan tasting yesterday or, or half of it was vegan, but, um, we did a, I did a mushroom and yam tacos. Nice. Um, with And then I, but I, I, I took them to the next level by it was, I cooked the mushrooms in and then I topped it with fried mushrooms, different kind of mushrooms yeah. fried on. So it's crispy and they're like, what is this? And like, those are haunchy shimeji mushrooms. They're different. They're, they're like, they come out like anyways, blah, 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 It's just like a people don't sleep on mushrooms. You guys they're, No, you, know, you, you gotta have it. lots it's, of mushrooms. Yeah. Some people hate them and I, I, I still push them on people and they, they try them and they're like, okay, that's not that bad. Like, yeah, you uh, probably grew up with some really shitty mushrooms in your life. Yeah, man. You're probably just eating those little baby Bellas from the store, mm-hmm. but like, just like, you know, sauteed and someone gave it to you on like a, a I don't know. You probably had a bad mushroom experience. Not, I'm not, not even talking about drugs. I'm talking about like
2: <laughs> just somebody fed it to you and it was disgusting. And I believe, yeah. it. I believe that. And now have you, seen the, uh, have you seen the the documentary on Netflix called fantastic fungi, no. fungi? Uh-uh. it's all about mushrooms. Um, it's amazing. It'll okay. make you want to eat. Well, you sounds like you already will, but it'll make our mushroom skeptics out there want to eat mushrooms with every meal. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, shout out mushrooms. We did it. Shout them out. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: And then I think I had another, uh, criteria question was like, um, like the gem of your collection or something like
2: that. Yeah. So that was tough. Cause I have a lot of things that I, that I like. You have a great so, collection. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to to bring this guy in the guns and roses uh live like a suicide ep dude uh so this is their first faux self-released record mm-hmm. um it turns out that it's not really self-released uh it had the backing of i think geffen at the time but it's on their label uzi suicide records okay um, uh, i love this record and i got it from colin at standards records there in vista um so, shout out <laughs> yeah and, and colin routinely gets great stuff in um and uh i went there recently and picked up some more like 80s rock records from him. Um, but he gets tons of good stuff. But man, like when he called me and said, hey, I got this Guns N' Roses record. You should come there and get it. Uh, I was like, yes. It's going to go fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is a cool record. The songs on it are not nearly as good as what would come later. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, but the big it, it's cool. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good record. It's cool. It's fake live and it's fake self-release. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. So are you, so you're currently like buying, buying gems, buying whales.
2: Uh, I bought this uh, probably in 2016. Okay. That um, was
0: before the big boom. Big boom that's of, right. The, and then the, resur- the resurgence of. Uh... Yeah.
2: Yeah. I haven't bought anything uh, real crazy. I think the last one that I got was uh, sick of it all blood, sweat, no tears. That I just got from somebody on Discogs uh, mm-hmm. because I I was like I need to have that record. It's a great record. Why don't I have it? <laughs> I, I need that. Yeah, Yeah. like I, I should. I it. should have that. I should have it in my collection. It's essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Rudimentary P and I Farce is uh, is on its way to me uh, from Poland. But uh, nice, um, nice. But yeah you know I'm just trying to kind of get some some things back there's some stuff that I sold that I know I'll never have back again. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm like I can't afford that. <laughs> like it's crazy. Hey
0: it all comes back to you somehow, you know? Yeah. It'll
2: yeah. So a did you of pair something with that one? With this one? Yeah. Oh dude Jack Daniels. That's the only acceptable <laughs> thing that you get out of that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's it. That's it. Um, so another, another one that I was psyched on was the, uh, the American nightmare background music record. Seriously. Um, this is the, let's see, are you out there listening? You can hear me opening the record. This is the, the Red this black one. Dude, right there.
0: you better put that in a safe.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, those early a.n. shows that were happening at Che. I feel like, like I even saw them there. Yeah. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. it was, uh, give so, up the ghost but, and yeah. 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 Like between 2000 and whenever they, they broke up. I mean, when they came through, they were playing Che.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, uh, it, it was some of the most aggressive, uh, hardcore I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but like nobody, like it, it wasn't intentional violence it was just like cathartic violence um and <laughs> cathartic violence is
0: also a good name for a band <laughs> that's true
2: uh, but it was just crazy mm-hmm. um and you could feel what was happening in in that room that's what I was, gonna, I was going to i was
0: going to speak on yeah i was going to say that with, with the, their shows um I, he wasn't saying stuff like okay wall of death or anything like that it was more like they put that there was like that aura in the room over that and people just were losing their minds and just they were becoming the hardcore music, like the, 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 the embodiment of, you know, like if there was a sound that they were making, that sound was go off, get crazy, you know, like that's, that's what they were sitting, you know, I played them on on some playlists on the show and stuff like that. It's like, they, um, like you said, it was just like the most chaotic and whatever um hardcore, but they sounded so good. Oh, and they're dude. like such a good musicianship and stuff like that. Like it wasn't so good. It didn't sound like chaos, mm-hmm. even though it was kind of like that, but it did it, it sounded good.
2: Yeah, it sounded it sounded great. Um, and I remember one time, I mean maybe even more than maybe more than once, but I distinctly remember it once, where yeah they had come out on stage and they they were maybe even just tuning and the the rare no music mosh broke out like (laughs) there's no music and all you hear is fists connecting with people stomping like uh you know like things falling on the ground like people getting hit and the like the pit was open (laughs) and there's no music playing wow (laughs) um and people were just like ready. And yeah. there wasn't anybody that was like, "Oh no, I'm bummed. This isn't what I'm here for." Like everybody there was like, "Yes, <laughs> Like, I'm pumped." And then they just that. went into it and um, like, I love this record. Uh, I like all their I like all their records, but background music for me just mm-hmm. really uh, really connects, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's great.
0: Definitely, and you are correct. Um, What? How many people would you? What's like the biggest hardcore show that was there? Would you say,
2: Um, like people-wise? So I think the the last, like the official last unbroken show, uh, in the late '90s, I think is probably the one with the most. You know, I mean, they played outside. There's people on the roof. Like, there's probably a thousand people watching them. So good. Um, but but outside of that, I, I would say. Um uh maybe converge hopecon an that tour um with planes mistaken for stars mm-hmm. i think that was pretty big um and then i think that there was also uh maybe trapped under ice and bane
0: that show was yeah. pretty big yeah I think that um, was a tour. I think I saw that at Chain Reaction.
2: Yeah, I mean, so imagine if it's drawing what 700 at Chain Reaction, mm-hmm. like it's probably going to draw 400 at Che. That's like, awesome. Yeah, Che capacity is like 200
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> legally. Uh, yeah, or yeah, like, you know, physically. And, but-
2: so i mean we did a show there one that's time cool. with they don't a, care they'll
0: just sit on top of everyone's heads and you know yeah. like get all over <laughs> well
2: so we did a show one time with uh with black heart procession mm-hmm. um and i think we had 600 paid wow yeah i don't that's know cool. where everybody would have fit but that's cool
0: but we did i feel like there was that many at get up kids too yeah um, the get up kids was i
2: think around 500
0: okay yeah yeah. And we're. I, I didn't even, I don't think I even went inside for that. It was like, it's too much <laughs> a little bit. You know, I, I saw one song and, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit outside and you yeah. know, hang out. And <laughs> yeah. But that's cool. Um, wow. Yeah, dude, American nightmare. Anyways, yeah. they're so, so, so good. They, I could talk for a while on that, but yeah.
2: So hit, I, hit me with another. All right. So, so another one I posted about this record a while ago, um, the biohazard urban discipline. Um, this is a nostalgic record for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is a great record. Is it a hardcore record? Is,
1: is it, it a, a hot dog a sandwich? Is it hot yeah, dog I, a hot dog sandwich? I don't know.
2: I don't know, <laughs> but it's, I think it's great. It's a little long. Um, but so, I mean, it's a long record. It has like, is that what, like 58 minutes or something? Yeah, something. It's yeah. really long. Um, but uh, so the reason it's, it's uh, nostalgic or, sentimental to me is when i was a kid i i got a tape and we had just moved from where i lived before down to north down to uh north san diego county i'm you know going to middle school so i'm in eighth grade um dude i i hate everybody that <laughs> i'm going to middle school oh you're already a punk yeah well not not quite i was more like a weirdo you oh, know like okay. Like it I was is. wearing a trench coat every day, like, oh. uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it w- wasn't the best look, but, uh, uh, now it might've raised some red flags for sure, but at the time it did not. Um, but I, so I was kind of like just feeling alienated from my peers. And so I had this tape that I would listen to every day on the bus ride home. And we had an hour long bus ride on the way home. Um, in the and, city in Fallbrook, uh, out to like Bonzo area. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And on one side was Nirvana bleach and the other side was biohazard urban discipline. Um, And so like here I am for an eighth grader to have. Oh, so good. (laughs) And, and so here I am, this like, like frustrated alienated upset kid on a bus, listening to these New York hardcore guys, like talk about, what life is like living as a, as, as like a kind of scummy dude in New York city, mm-hmm. but like, there was something about, I was like, yeah, me too. Me uh, too, Billy. Yeah, yeah. Me too, dude. <laughs> me too, Billy. I, I know about urban discipline. I'm on the bus. <laughs> um, uh. and, um, uh, and I just loved it. And um uh I, I still think it's great uh i think it's, it's a sick record it looks cool it sounds awesome mm-hmm. um i love it and uh when billy bio played brick by brick a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. Yeah. Uh, i went because it was advertised that he would be playing songs from urban discipline which he did uh but he was also like super nice i went up and told him that story i was like oh i to this tape every day and i was on the bus Ugh. and he could not have been more gracious about it so that was cool like, um, cool kid um, <laughs> yeah
0: hey kid. no i saw yeah. them at soma like side stage like on metro metro soma mm-hmm. and um there was like not that many people there and i was like this is this is insane there should be more people here watching uh biohazard and you know, a couple of local hardcore bands like yeah. New York, the New York style hardcore, like, like Force Life. Were they playing? I think so. Maybe like um, maybe NIV. Yeah, NIV. Yeah. Built to Last. Yeah. Um, yep. um the, you know, because they all had kind of shared that similar yeah. vibes. Um, but the Bay guys are like, yeah. I mean, we could move to San Diego. We we like this. You know, like well, stuff <laughs> like that, whatever. Because the show wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't violent. People were. it yeah. was the first time I had kind of seen like hardcore dancing to you know quote unquote like people were just kind of doing their own thing um doing whatever you know there was no there wasn't really a set style for that yet no yeah it wasn't really super kung fu-y but it was like uh it was just it was a little it was just really fun and the biohazard they were really nice they talked to everybody that was there and you know Mm -hmm. like i was like that's cool cool." you know them a vision of disorder and that kind of nice i love that kind of stuff like i went through a phase of the new york you know 25 to life kind of stuff, you know, like, yeah, where, dude,
2: um, VOD still pretty, still rips, man. I know. Like, Why? rips, crazy.
0: How, I mean, Hey, hopefully they'll do it for like 20 more years,
2: whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'd be into that. I would have been into going to see biohazard, uh, at side stage metrosoma. That would have been, that would have been sick. Um, yeah. Just, you would have loved it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I
2: bet. I bet. I would have been terrified. Cause I would have been a young kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. uh you were saying something that made me think of it. Uh, I don't remember. Nope. I don't remember, but oh. oh, I did see Murphy's law one time at that mm. Soma location. Nice. And I had no idea who Murphy's law were like, I was there to see bucko nine, right? Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, bucko nine, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's Murphy's law playing. And I mean, no joke. I'm like 15, 14 years old mm-hmm. or something. And I'm, uh, this is the, This is so stupid. I'm like thinking I'm cool, and I'm throwing shit at Murphy's Law while they're playing. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy G looks at me and flips me off, and I'm flipping him off back because I'm like a 14 or 15 year old punk kid, like
1: yeah.
2: pretty, pretty internet, like yeah. yeah. And then I, like so, then we're done. And you remember where the merch was when they did main stage shows? Mm-hmm. Was sort of where we the side stage was. Yeah. And I'm walking and I run right into him. And yes. <laughs> Like the color drains out of my face like I'm like oh, 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 oh. and he just said something like nice shot kid. And I was like
1: no. okay, <laughs> thanks. Bye.
2: Yeah.
0: You're like I'm gonna and next thing you know you're booking shows, you know, hardcore stuff. But... Wait, how where? Murphy's law with booking that's funny.
2: I know, it was um, weird. Uh I think the neighbors played and um yep. I don't remember who else. Um oh, so the other thing about the biohazard record is that like Uh, chamber spins three might be one of the best lead off tracks on any record ever made. (laughs) Mm. Uh, it's so sick, uh, and people should check it out. Uh, punishment, obviously a great song. The video is great. A bunch of New York hardcore luminaries and known people (laughs) standing around mugging with pit bulls on ropes and chains. That's the scene. Yeah. Crossing across a bridge. It's Perfect. It's so good. It's so good. Everybody should check out Biohazard Urban Discipline and check out the punishment video. Cause Isn't
0: that the one that has like uh, everyone from Mad Balls in the
2: video? And yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. And everybody's just standing, just looking around. It's yeah. So good. Being hard uh, I love it. I love it. So, the, the last <laughs> record that I brought to chat about, let's maybe open this one as well is a blast power yeah. expression um i think that this record santa is, cruz yeah yeah i think it's it's just essential mm-hmm. california um pump hardcore bridges the gap real nice um great lyrics um it's it's awesome and uh it always makes me think about like uh, skating because um oh, yeah. uh remember the band our turn you remember them i don't think so so uh they're a band on young blood records and their singer carl lived in san diego for a bit and he got me into them and he was like oh man you got to check them out if you like black flag you got to check them out yeah and so i checked them out and loved it and we would go skate like down huge hills and ocean beach. Like, so on Mm -hmm. one side are these beautiful beach estates and the other side are the cliffs with the, with the water, you know, and we're just skating, just jamming a blast, like just an ultimate like spiritual experience of being a a young skate punk
0: in California.
2: Yeah. 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 Just so cool. The music is awesome. And then, um, I don't think they're doing it anymore, but for a while they were they played a couple shows a few years ago. I probably think like they just 10 put out years a record.
0: Ago. I think they're doing stuff on Cursed Blessings records, maybe right now. Oh or, or, or re- very recently they put out a record.
2: I know they did a reissue on a, or two reissues on Southern Lord. Um and they have they
0: did they definitely did shows.
2: Yeah, they did shows mm-hmm. and they were awesome. They were so good. Um and I, I just love this band. Um and I I I think they're great. So I love this record and if I was going to pair it with something, I think the only thing you can really pair it with are like like beachside taco stand tacos. <laughs> and like it doesn't matter what you're putting in the tacos, could be your mushroom, could be like chicken or beef or whatever, but it has to be beachside mm-hmm. and uh, soft we're not we're not talking hard tacos we're talking soft street tacos that's yep. what you're eating and when you're when you're pairing with blast because
0: of the california scene california um the scenery of you skating down a hill at the beach and that's right yeah exactly that's so right. the nostalgia creates the nostalgia creates that experience and then you know if i'm presenting a menu to people i'm saying listen to blast and then you're always going to remember <laughs> you know yeah, if it's like that, I would say I would present that to at to a, an event and say, "Here's the reason you're always going to remember Blast now when you eat this taco, you're going to think of Blast, or when you hear Blast, you're going to think of these tacos." And that's yeah. how it works. That's how yep. the food pairings work, you know.
2: Dude, I, hold on. We have to get into it. You're hearing <laughs> me open the record again. Okay, dude. Where the the lyrics to "Surf and Destroy"? Just how sick are these, Josh? Skating down the street. I can't help but see the fear in people's eyes. Self-destructive race. It doesn't take a fool to realize that tension runs high. Skate right by. Look at the beach and leave the whole world behind. Block Mm. out the tension. Block out the fear. Surf and destroy while I'll still have time.
0: I've never surfed in
2: my life, but I'm about to go get on a board (laughs) and hit the beach. So you can destroy. I'm ready to surf and destroy, dude. Like, This record is so good.
0: It's so good. That's definitely speaking to the Santa Cruz uh, crowd and audience and attitude. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it definitely also paints a picture of the California punk scene um, that people don't uh, maybe not, maybe will never experience in another state. That's right.
2: And I think, you know, if, like, I mean, like you listen to this record, you're basically moshing on the Santa Cruz boardwalk. Like that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like car- there's, you know, they uh, like bands like drain now, I think kind of capture mm-hmm. that same excitement, not the same sound, but that same excitement, um, that same vibe of what is like, what is California bringing to it? Cause we know what places like New York are bringing to, to hardcore they're, right. they're, they're bringing in New York sensibility. And I think Blast drain black flag uh um even like like bands like take offense and you know bands like downpress bring something that are that's different and very california to uh, to this i love it so that's like uh you need to tell
0: me some kind of nuggets of wisdom that you learned through all this your experiences of you know doing shake of a collective and then not doing it and also doing bands and also, um, you know, you really stuck to being straight edge and vegan or vegan ish now, um, this whole time, but I heard somebody in Spain describe it as flexitarian. So exactly. With that. California sober. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a kind of like in that realm. Yeah. I mean, no, but I have to deal with all these diets when I'm chefing, I have to deal with all mm. the new fads and all this stuff. So uh, I, I, I understand flexitarian and pescatarian and ovo lactose and like yeah. all this kind of stuff. And like, but nuggets of wisdom that you've either learned maybe even from your family. I don't know. We didn't really talk about if your family has musicians in the family or anything like that. Also, are you listening to anything new now that I could, that I could get really into and like listen to in my kitchen and do some pairings with that kind of stuff too. Mm. Mm.
2: Let me, let me look at my, my recently played here. Oh, okay. So you're always, you're always listening to music. Yeah. I'm always listening to music. um, But um, not, like, not always hardcore, to be right, honest. Right.
0: Um, no, you said you were doing, like, country. and Yeah. Um, I saw some, I saw some uh, anomalies in your collection, too. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah. You know. Okay. So, I think if, if I'm talking about, like, music that I think is good, mm-hmm. um, man, I love that Chisel LP, Retaliation. It's a okay. solid punk stomper. I think it's great. I really like it. Um, it's a couple years old now, but I really like the last retaliate record. I think it's it's really great. Um, I really like um, the new terror record. Um, uh, I I heard some tracks of it before it was released, um, and I think it's freaking great i um, will check that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. What else? What else have I been listening to a lot? Oh, oh, uh, um, uh there's this Pacific Northwest band called By All Means with a Z that with they talked about. Yeah, okay. they talked about it on uh, 185 miles south. I think Chris Williams was repping it. Um and it it's it's great. <laughs> it's really good. Okay. okay. Um, uh, real hard real hard uh, so I <laughs> it goes out. off um, yeah um let's see uh, something else that i have come to like more recently has been uh um it's not brand new anymore it's it's a few years old uh the ignite record a war against you
1: mm.
2: man it's good it's good and i know that they have a new record i haven't heard it with the a new different singer. The new one's fantastic. Is
0: um, it? Yeah. But I've always been a fan of Zoli. Um, yeah. I just i think he's really smart. Yeah. And then um, he's very well spoken when he's on stage. I am um, cool. He's in Pennywise, whatever. But like, I think that I've always lo- really looked up to the way he writes. And I, yeah. I don't think Ignite was as appreciated as they should have been or sh- could be. May- maybe they will be a little bit more now that maybe a different thing. But I don't know. Zoli, um, a lot last- to be said about Zoli.
2: Yeah, Last Priest played a lot with uh well not a lot, like three or four times with Ignite. And that would have been when Zoli was in the band. Mm-hmm. And every time mm-hmm. I remember wanting to not like them and just being like, every time, God, this band is so good.
0: Right. Like, why, yeah. why do people like think that they should not like them? I don't yeah. understand that part of it. Like, and is it I don't know. <laughs> I don't
2: know either. I don't I don't get it.
0: Uh, but I think Maybe that, it's that because last record, he was singing about really smart things. I don't know.
2: It could be, it could he had, be. He definitely had a message. He's a good lyricist and um, I think that uh, um, that last record they did with him was really really good mm-hmm. um, so I like that um, the headcount LP I think is really good you would dig that um, imprint uh, it's 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 definitely good and then um, let's see uh, one more I'm sure there's a couple other things that I've been digging. Um, Man, I need to make a playlist of all these and put them on, like, connect them to your episode. <laughs> you know? It was awesome. Yeah, do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mentioned By All Means. Um, oh, Obviously. I like... Yeah, I like uh, um, that that band. Uh, they're on Triple B, Gridiron.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude,
2: so hard. That's fun. fun. Yeah, real fun. Real fun. I really like it. Um, and... Uh, let's see da, 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 da. looking over some of the things that i had saved um, make this sound cooler when when we're talking about it uh heck yeah heck yeah studio magic oh okay here's something that i didn't think i was gonna like that i really did um is I did not think I was going to like Age of Apocalypse. Um, oh. but that new record that they have, I think is is really dialed in. It's different. It really pushes um, kind of some uh, some boundaries in terms of like mm-hmm. what is possible with an aggressive music. Okay. Is um, that why you thought you wouldn't like it? Yeah. Well, cause I had heard the earlier material and I was like, mm, I don't know about it, but the new, the new record I think is, is really awesome. Yeah. Um, I like the new method of doubt record quite a bit. Um, I think it's good. Um, and anything else that I like? Uh, let's see. There's a lot to chew on. Oh, how about uh, uh it's, it's also a couple of years old. The inclination record is really cool um so yeah i think that there's lots of lots of cool stuff out um there's no no shortage of it certainly i
0: I mean pandemic times actually created a lot of music yeah like you know it was like a just an influx at least into my ears of like all these new records and band maybe it's because of the vinyl community also but you know Mm -hmm. like there was just a ton of People thought that you know music scene was dying or venues were dying, but there was so much music and records coming out. I was like, yes, let's mm-hmm. keep going, let's keep it going.
2: Yeah, yeah. people uh, got to be creative and, and yeah. try things, yeah. and um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I think that there's lots of cool stuff, and um, there's there's cool stuff no matter what you're looking for. Like if if you're looking for something that's just like just blazing and brutal, like you have bands like uh, like World Peace. Uh, that I think will fill that void for you. I think, uh-huh. uh, you know, if you're looking for something that that's a little more introspective and melodic, you got things like one step closer, like you got yeah. a ton of cool stuff. Like you and I were talking about offline. Uh, there's that new be well record um, tons of cool stuff. I think it's, I think hardcore and Love punk music right now is in a great place. I think there's tons of cool stuff coming
0: out. Yeah. Can't wait for more, you know, yeah, wait for more last priest. Um, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that I throw that in there, you know, little cold brew coffee action, mm-hmm. but, um, so hit me with a nugget of wisdom. Like what's, um, what do you know? Like, I mean, why also like, you know, cause you're coaching. So yeah. Yeah. Um, bring that in. Okay.
2: So I guess I would, I would say this is that, um, well, two things, like if I'm, if I'm thinking about how, how how I am in the world and I think what do I like about about the way I am in the world Mm -hmm. is I'd like to think that uh that I'm interested in people's stories um and and so like a good listener yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though I feel like I've talked a lot, so I haven't been a great listener on this podcast, but um, <laughs> well, you're supposed to, you're on your guest on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's okay. Um, but, uh, but I, I think it's a, just really important to be interested in in what's happening with other people. Um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And, and, and what other people are, are really needing. And, um, so I, th- I think that that's cool. Um, and, uh yeah so i guess guess that would be it and you know something i talk with clients about a lot is is uh is yeah you want to be able to put your agenda aside and be interested in others Mm -hmm. um and and so i i guess that's like a little bit of wisdom i suppose yeah i mean i'm sure you've learned stuff
0: from the music and hardcore and punk and too like that seeps into our, our, our own psyche of like, you know, how you view the world and how you view people absolutely and being all inclusive in, in the, in hardcore and punk is, is something that, uh, invaluable, you know, life lessons, you know,
2: yeah whether yeah. it's,
0: and then I'm sure you put some of that, you're going to put some of
2: that into your, your coaching and, and, well, you know. Okay. So something you just said made me think, so here, here's, here's something I would say that I did get directly from hardcore and punk is, uh, like, this came from my experience as being a promoter, uh, is, is be intentional about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I got to be a good promoter when I started being intentional. And I would say like, I want these bands to walk away from the show feeling like they were paid fairly that, that, that we really put on for them Amen. and yep. Yep. that they felt cared about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and and so like that became the intention and it was real funny like i don't know that i did things differently after doing that but the shows were going differently and the bands were coming away even if there weren't a lot of people there and saying hey man this was a lot of fun thank you very much and then they would want to come back yeah because we set that intention you know i didn't i didn't have that Like I know, setting the intention is kind of like an invoke thing right now. So I wasn't like, "But all right, guys, set the intention." But I did know (laughs) that, (laughs) yeah, that I wanted bands to walk away feeling like they were treated fairly Mm -hmm. and that they were cared about, and that was it. Um, It didn't matter to me if they thought we were like best friends. In fact, I I think that that's that's where promoters get into a little bit of trouble. But if Mm. but if the band walked away and said, "Man, we were treated fairly," and the people there really cared that we had a good time. Cool. Like that was the intention and we met it. So, yeah. yeah so be intentional about things. That's true. In, in anything
0: in life, it's like, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're disingenuous, it's kind of a turnoff to, yeah. to anybody, about everything. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. So. I mean, we could, we, we could talk like coaching stuff in a totally different direction too, uh, <laughs> but I don't think we have that kind of time. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, that, that's, I think what I would say about it.
0: That's, I mean, that's all solid wisdom. That, that, sorry, there's a flying attacker in my face. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, I could use that wisdom. I, I'll, one thing to to just tack onto that, for from from me or with that, is like I feel like, excuse me, I feel like I'm in the mentality of never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And in part of that, because I'm a teacher and chef and stuff like that, I feel like if I was to say. I, I kind of know everything about cooking. So I, you know, what would be the point of still go- doing it? You know, Right? why, why would I continue that? Or I know everything there is to know about music. So why would I continue doing, you know, I like, right. It, it would get boring and you wouldn't want to do that. So I've, I have to have the mentality of I'm always a student, never stop learning. Not that I'm going to continue like going to college or whatever, but sure. <laughs> um, I leave that to my wife, uh, but I, <laughs> I think that it's, it's about being humble. It's about mm-hmm. being humble. If you think, you know, it all, then, get out of here when nobody, nobody needs you around. If you know, you know, like, but if you're always learning and that comes from being a good listener, like you said, and learn caring about other people's stories and really being transparent about your intention. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we can relate on that front for sure, you know? And um, maybe, maybe one day you can just, you'll book me at the collective. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. Um, But yeah. Yeah, man, I think uh, I, I had a good time. I appreciate this time. I love talking about food and music and records and Fallbrook. And, yeah. <laughs> for, um, and Bonsal. Shout yeah. out, Bonsal. Yeah,
2: <laughs> me too, man. But, this, this was fun. I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, mm-hmm. to, to talk some regrets that felt really important. And then also to talk about uh, cool records and, and food and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> that's crazy that we did that because I didn't know that and i didn't know that this i mean i gave you the form to do so but like i wasn't like i wonder if we should talk about regrets right now and just have, <laughs> give, give you the space give you the space in which to do so so have the floor tell me something you you hate you know, you know that, yeah. and it just came naturally and that's good that's yeah good. yeah yeah um, great um and now it's out in the world and you can never take it back
1: that's <laughs> right
0: but um yeah man this is uh it's a good thing it's a good thing so i'm going to go eat some mushrooms nice, nice. And, um and you you can take that however you will, everyone, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh finish drinking my delicious water and uh go listen to some hardcore music.
2: Sounds good, man
0: yeah wait do you is do you listen to chill music at night though?
2: uh yeah, I like at night at night, we're usually listening like because I have to go clean up the kitchen at some point tonight, so oh, okay. I probably, probably listen to some some eighties rock that's pretty yeah. chill, yeah, I like it. It's Super loud. Feels good. <laughs> do, Feels do some loose dancing. I probably won't do that. Um, okay, but uh, um, but I will probably have that on, and then <laughs> and then listen to some podcasts and audiobooks on the commute tomorrow. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: let's do it again soon.
2: All right, dude. This was fun. Yeah, man. Take care. All right.
0: Later, Josh. Oh, say hi to Travis. You got it. Okay. Peace. Bye. <laughs>
2: Um, before we start, do you want to know a secret? No, 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 no. Check, check, check. I'm really close because you got here hear that goddamn buzzing sound. Yeah, really close. A... I'm going to wait till you're done talking, long hair. All right, Mr. Pink, whatever you say. The point is, it's not my imagination. I've got a gun on my back.
0: Testing, yeah. What you're hearing now is Spencer himself on the microphone at Che Cafe circa 2005, 2006. Find him and kill him performing live. Bantering with an audience member. If you want to hear the story that the audience member is talking about with Dashboard Confessional, go listen to the "185 Miles South" episode with that Spencer was on. And he tells you all about it. <laughs> I recommend that episode, that podcast, anyways. It's a pretty cool podcast, hardcore and punk. Um, whereas this one is also hardcore and punk, but. I'm doing food and music pairings because this is the family cast. Food and music is life, yes. So not just hardcore and punk stuff, not just music stuff, but also food stuff. And Spencer Spencer did a great job at pairing his music with food, pairing other music with food too, I should say, and beverages, obviously we did coffee and wine and tea and whatever else. So anyways, yeah, thanks Spencer, that was awesome. And who knows, who knows what the future holds for him and his singer songwriter career. And maybe I don't know reunions who knows maybe you'll see him at the Jake cafe maybe he'll be opening up for um, your favorite hardcore band oh no no who knows who even knows anyways that was fun I had a lot of fun Spencer has even made a playlist for this episode of all the music that we talked about because there was a lot we talked about a lot of music it's hard to keep up I know because this was a veritable classroom session of musical uh, musical genius speaking. Um, not not me, Spencer, was seeing a lot of bands. I I got to be honest, I didn't know all the bands that he was talking about. I knew a lot of them, and I've heard a lot of them, and I have some of them in my own collection, but I didn't know all of them. So I asked Spencer to make a playlist for the episode, and it, um, I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can hear like the bands that we were talking about, plus, of course, Spencer's music and stuff like that. Um, and uh, that'll be available for you, my listeners, amigos y familia. Thank you for listening thus far. Thank you for supporting the show. Go uh, find Spencer online. His Instagram handle is Reason and Purpose. That'll link in the show notes too, of course. Anyways, yeah. Um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for supporting. Um, what else was I going to tell you is uh, not much else. That's about it for now. But thank you for listening. I got some more shows to bring to you uh, res- uh, coming up soon. So yeah that's a, that's about all for now find me on online instagram.com forward slash the family cast you can always email famcastpod at gmail.com and there's links in the show notes so you can if you want to support the show thank you very much for doing that i encourage you to go find some hardcore music read the lyrics see what they're really talking about and um, share some more share music with me share music with me reach out to spencer reach out to me if you have any questions about any of the bands stuff like that i do encourage you to always be searching new music always support local artists always support independent artists and record labels um that's how we're going to keep the industry alive okay so thanks for uh thanks for all you do for the industry thanks for all you do for the scene and if you don't do anything for the industry or the scene go do something go do more all right everybody be kind to one another stop arguing with everybody about everything there is so much more we could do than argue okay um, yeah that's all I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna end I'm gonna end this show with some of Spencer's music one from each of the main three bands that Spencer was in first is find him and kill him with let's put the end in friend then we're gonna roll into suspect fight like underdogs and to round out the show last priest with answer and question. I'll talk to you next time. Chef Josh out. Ciao.
1: Thanks for listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? Yes, indeed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Xander.